Yes, I that's not, that's not evil. Being hostile to all mankind and subversive is not evil. One big gay disco. Well, I have to say that because St. Paul said the Jews are enemies of the entire human race. They are. What do you think of Jordan Peterson? Uh, did you see the video about where he said, I can't do it? One big gay disco. Adam, I'm trying to do you a favor. You're fighting for the gay disco. Don't make your ignorance normative for the rest of us. Don't use those kinds of slurs. On what? Are there are no slurs here. Our most requested guest, uh, Dr. E. Michael Jones, a man who needs no introduction. I mean, it is. That's what they that's what they pay the Rockefeller Foundation to do. Uh, you're not supposed to know what I just told you. One big gay disco. They didn't know about this. They didn't know what we know now. I mean, is there any argument you can use to wake them up? Yeah, I think uh, God had a plan for your life. Well, you'd be jerking off to every curvy piece of driftwood you saw at the beach. Fight the people who don't like disco. Maybe you would. And you're consistently refusing to talk about pornography. Uh, Pete Buttigieg yeah. seems to be the exhibit A of that process. Yes, yes. Because you think that the anus is a sex organ, don't you, Pete? One big gay disco. Uh, Richard Spencer hands out spears and he says, charge the machine gun nest. Dr. Jones. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of the heads of the Federal Reserve were Jews, but after a certain period of time, uh, that seemed to be the case. Hello, uh, Mike Bajak is here, Dr. Jones' assistant. Uh, Dr. Jones is out of town at the moment. He's in Pennsylvania giving an, an address at Gettysburg the, uh, to uh, Mount St. Helens Seminary, Mount St. Mary's seminarians, and just couldn't be here, so we pre-recorded. Uh, a show for you guys, um, the monologue, at least the opening monologue, so you have something. And uh, this this episode is about uh, Pete Buttigieg. It's called Pete Buttigieg Strikes Back. Hi, hi, I could I could do it. Uh, Jordan Peterson, <laughs> you're in the studio. Well, so what do you want to do? I, Buttigieg, I, I could do the show about Buttigieg? Yeah. Okay, all right, okay. So, you know, he's a, he's a sodomite. We're going to talk about that. I can't. I can't do it. Do what? The show. Well, why not? You just said you were... It, I can't talk about the... the so, why, why not? Ruben. Dave Ruben. He'll get mad at me. Oh, yeah, you're friends with Dave. Yeah, he's a faggot. Okay, uh, Buddha Judge. Let's see. See, communism. Yes! Oh, yes, communism. Brutal. Nightmare. Millions. The dragon. Yeah, so Buttigieg's father was actually a premier communist. He, he wrote a lot about uh, Antonio Gramsci, 
cultural takeover of communism, slowly but surely, you know, the, yes, Gromsey, evil, man, evil, nightmare, total communist, brutal, millions, yes, let's boot a judge, oh, can't believe, postmodern, yeah, uh, <clears throat> You know, like the Bolsheviks, you know, the Bolsheviks told Gramsci, oh, yeah, Bolshe, yeah, bad, bad, yeah, like souls and nation, 200 years together, you know, I can't do it. I can't do, no, it's like, you know, 80% of Bolsheviks were Jews. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, uh, are you sure? No, play the clip. Play the clip. Are you, just, just play the damn clip. Play it for the malarkey, say, play the clip. All, all right, jeez, Jordan, Play the clip. Okay, hello. This is E. Michael Jones uh, coming to you from South Bend, Indiana, which, in case you don't have a map in front of you, is about uh, 300 miles west of East Palestine, Ohio, uh, where we had a massive train wreck. Uh, a chemical spill... The the, uh, the trains, the cars derailed. They were tank cars. They were carrying PVCs and other toxic chemicals. The train uh, derailed. Chemicals got spilled on the ground. They brought in some consultants, and the consultants decided that uh, the best thing they could do would be set this toxic mess on fire, at which point the toxic chemicals that were on the ground went up into the air in a huge mushroom cloud and began to spread, uh, I believe it was uh, southeast, according to the prevailing wind, endangering all the people within its path. Okay, the closer you were, the more danger you encountered. Uh, it could kill you. Uh, right at the beginning, and then it'll make you sick, and maybe you'll get cancer 20 years later uh, if you live farther downwind. Uh, in addition to that, the toxic chemicals went into a river, which happens to be the tri a tributary to the Ohio River, as I believe, and now uh, the fish are dying. Animals are dying, fish are dying, pretty soon we'll hear people dying. Now, this is a, a disaster, a catastrophe a real uh, environmental catastrophe, as opposed to all the phony environmental catastrophes that we've been hearing about, um, like global warming. Uh, I don't want to get into that polemical argument, but I'm saying uh, this is real. And this is something that should have been, I think, could have been prevented and, uh, in a sense, should have been prevented. So how do I, how do I mean could have been prevented? Uh, the problem, uh, it's, from what I've heard, was uh, that the emergency brake failed on the train. Uh, North, uh, North Norfolk uh, Southern, I believe is the railroad, uh, asked for some type of uh, non-enforcement clause for the law that would have uh, uh, demanded that they uh, uh, fix the brakes. Uh, we have a country, we live in a country where there are 1,700 train derailments every year, largely because the tracks are not being maintained. So what's, what's the first issue here? The first issue is capitalism as practiced in this country, which is state-sponsored usury and the systematic appropriation of all surplus value. This means that uh, things like uh, railroad lines, 
If you play Monopoly, they can be used, uh, they can be treated as commodities. You can buy them and sell them. And if you own them, <laughs> you can basically turn them into a cash cow, which means we're going to extract all the profit, all the surplus value that the laborers produce and give it to the stockholders or the CEO who will earn an outrageous amount of money while not doing routine maintenance on the operation here. But so that's that's bad. That's bad. We have a situation where the environmental problems are increasing, but yet at the same time that they're increasing, we find ourselves, the government finds itself increasingly incapable of dealing with them. So they punish certain people and other people get off. This is a familiar story because the oligarchs have now taken over the labor, uh, the, the working class, the working force, and they have determined that they are going to determine who the working force is going to be and the criteria according to which they are going to be hired. And at this point, we uh, enter into the latest phase of this, uh, namely our illustrious former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, who is now Secretary of Transportation. Pete Buttigieg uh, has become one of the most hated figures in America. You can't, he, he is a man who has failed upward. He's been uh, through one crisis after another, has done nothing to resolve any of the crises that he's confronted as Secretary of Treasury, uh, I'm sorry, Transportation, while at the same time, he's promoting an agenda, a political agenda, which is based on his performance in South Bend, Indiana. As mayor of South Bend, Indiana, he fired the only black mayor. Uh, it was an insider job. He was siding with the uh, local politicians, the local police force, fired the guy, and at that point appointed uh, some uh, private firm to come in and then chose a mercenary from Tajikistan to become our police chief. This man immediately got the city to buy expensive equipment. And then when he uh, chickened out and ran away, quit, he went to work for the firm that sold the city the equipment. And there were howls of outrage from the city council. But this is the type of insider stuff that was going on here, insider trading, the, these type of deals here. Okay, he earned the animus, the ire, the anger of the entire black population of the United States of America by doing this. And as a result, he, he, he ceased to be a viable presidential candidate, as the primaries did. He has been campaigning for president ever since he left South Bend, Indiana, just as uh, he was uh, basically, uh, while he was in South Bend, Indiana, Aside from firing the black mayor, he was hardly here. He spent nine months of his uh, time here in Afghanistan. Uh, uh, and we know how that turned out. Pete uh, apparently didn't save uh, Afghanistan from anything, but he did get to pad his resume. And so what you have here is the, uh, the fruit of this oligarchic takeover of the labor force uh, by determining who is going to get hired and why. And who uh, is going to get hired means, uh, or let's say, why are you going to get hired? You have to, first of all, fit one of the affirmative action categories. And Pete assured us that that was going to be the case because in the middle, uh, right before his uh, second term, he announced that he was a homosexual. 
Now, I have no doubt in my mind that Pete is a homosexual. I think he's telling us the truth when he says that. Uh, but why he why he would do this uh, at this point is also clear if you think about what I just said. Because if he weren't a homosexual, he would be a white guy. And he would be a white mayor of uh, a, a failing uh, former industrial city of uh, in Indiana. And no one would have taken him seriously. He'd still be uh, here doing something or other. Uh, that uh, did not is not the case because he now was a homosexual, a new identity, and that's the only reason he is now Secretary of Transportation. It's because he is a homosexual. Now, how does being a homosexual qualify you for being Secretary of Transportation? Probably won't take you a long time to answer that question. It doesn't qualify you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go even further here, and I'm going to say it disqualifies you for being uh, Secretary of Transportation. Now, I can hear the howls of outrage at this point. What do you mean by saying that? This is outrageous. They're just like the rest of us. You know, this doesn't have anything to do with his ability to uh, to run the transportation sector of this company country, well, it looks as if it does because this guy has been a, a, a train wreck, if you'll pardon the expression, from the moment he stepped into office, from his phony ass riding bi his bicycle to work after he took it out of the SUV that has a big gas guzzler, uh, to his right what he was talking about right before actually in the aftermath of the train wreck, okay? He's not in Ohio, he's someplace else, and he's talking about racist roads. In other words, uh, uh, these streets uh, were, or uh, bridges or whatever they are were constructed by white people in black neighborhoods. And this is crusade. Now, he's saying that because he wants to be a viable presidential candidate. It's got nothing to do with transportation. It has to do with Pete Buttigieg wanting to be president of the United States and trying to get the black vote. It's not going to happen. But that's not going to stop him from trying. He will continue to do this. And by doing this, he will continue to ignore one crisis after another, including the crisis in Palestine, Ohio. Now... This was 11 days before it registered on his radar screen, before he said anything about this. During those 11 days, what happened is precisely what I said uh, earlier on. Uh, there was a decision that had to be made. It seems to me that they made the wrong decision when they decided to set fire to all of those toxic chemicals. Now, if he were serious about being Secretary of Transportation, he could have at least entered into that discussion. Now, let's be honest here. Pete doesn't know shit from Shinola about anything other than what he preps up on McKenzie on these, uh, you know, these uh, uh, all-nighters, okay? Doesn't know anything about transportation. Come to South Bend and I can prove it to you, okay? But that's what he wanted. That's what he got, Okay. Now, if, if he doesn't know anything about transportation, what about chemistry? Does he know what happens when you set PVC on fire? Does he know what phosgene gas is? Well, probably not. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but he was hired because he's a homosexual. That has nothing to do with phosgene gas. And so I suspect that he was hiding out. I suspect he knew about it. 
and didn't want to get involved. And because he didn't get involved, that stuff went up in smoke. That mushroom cloud of toxic gas went up in smoke. And it's spreading now uh, down the Ohio River. Now it's reached the Ohio River, killing fish along the way. Uh, the toxic gas is making people sick all across the country. The, the cause of this, I've, all right, I've already said the first cause. The cause of the, the, the derailment is capitalism. The cause of this ecological catastrophe is affirmative action, which means the cause of this is homosexuality, because that is now a criterion for hiring people. That is not a criterion for anything other than the confessional. It's a moral flaw. We all have moral flaws, but most of us don't base our identity on our moral flaws, unlike homosexuals, and that's what they do. So this is the crisis here. Now, this is not new. 2008, we had another train wreck. This time it's in California. There was a guy by the name of, uh, engineer by the name of uh, Sanchez. He goes through a red light, has a head-on collision with another train, and kills 25 people. Now, that, that's, that's tragic, Okay. Uh, but what, what was the cause of this? Well, it came out gradually. It turns out that he has a troubled personal life. It turns out that his partner, in quotes, committed suicide. Now, as soon as your partner, uh, guess what we're talking about here? We're talking about a homosexual. And eventually that came out, okay? It came out in the chat room. There's a, a railroader chat room. And uh, one guy that, by the name of uh, Tom R.R. said um, that the issue was homosexuality. And there was howls of outrage. What do you mean? You shouldn't, you, are you saying you shouldn't hire homosexuals to be engineers on trains? I mean, this is outrageous. This is an outrageous thing to do. Except uh, it turns out that... As the story evolved, um, 22 seconds before the train the trains collided, Sanchez was texting someone. Oh, well, no, you shouldn't be texting people when you're a, a, a train engineer, should you? Why would you? Why would you be texting something if you're an engineer? Uh, that's pretty irresponsible, isn't it? Well, it turns out that uh, he's he's trying to pick up a 14-year-old boy. And then this comes out, and we're still, you got still the outrage crowd saying, no, this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with uh, being a, well, of course it does. You're talking about uh, an abnormal situation. You're talking about a sexual compulsion a sexual addiction, if you want to talk about that. You're talking about moral depravity that completely takes over your mind and you become obsessed with these uh, sexual desires which you cannot control and you become so obsessed and it takes over your mind so much you completely ignore any sense of responsibility that you should have because you're the train engineer and you have all these people's lives in your hands and you're texting a 14-year-old boy trying to pick him up. 
He used to pick up these boys by telling them uh, they'd take them off for a ride on the train with him. And so 22 seconds uh, before he looks up and there's another train heading right toward him uh, when he was texting this 14-year-old boy. Now, are you still going to maintain that uh, homosexuality has nothing to do with this? Are you still going to maintain that the qualification for hiring someone should be the fact that he's obsessed with these sexual compulsions to the point where he's going to ignore the safety of all the people behind him? Well, you can maintain it, but you're out of contact with reality. And that's precisely what we're talking about here. The main thing we're talking about here is a loss of contact with reality. And this is precisely the, the type of attitude that Pete Buttigieg maintains. He's out of contact with reality. Now, why am I saying that? Why am I saying that? Well, because uh, let's begin at the beginning. He claims that he's married. He claims to be married to another man. Well, you're not in contact with reality, fella. A man, uh, marriage is something between a male and a female. Now, you can have a law uh, passed uh, by Washington uh, which says that all dogs have five legs. Uh, and you, that's the law of the land, but uh, dogs don't have five legs. And so you pass a law because of the ideology of the people in charge and say that law is equality and homosexuals are just like everyone else. And so therefore they can get married. And not only can they get married, they can have children. And the proof of that is that Pete and his boyfriend have two children now. Well, this isn't proof of anything. This is proof of anything of this disconnection with reality. You didn't have those children. My, my, my favorite photo here is uh, after he buys these kids in a, an, uh, uh, an operation that is really uh, involved in human trafficking, there are uh, Chaston and... Pete lying in a hospital bed and each one has a child in his arms as if they were somehow, they somehow gave birth to those children. They didn't do that. They bought them. And human trafficking is legitimate now. It used to be called slavery. If you sold black people from Africa from one person to another, that was called slavery and that was bad. But now it's human trafficking to what we call it adoption, which is not really, it's not what it is. It's buying human beings, because you live in this world of illusion. You think you're this child's parent. No, you, if, and then uh, I got, it's on Twitter, go back and forth on Twitter. Some lady says, well, they can be loving parents too. No, they can't. First of all, they can't be parents. And secondly, uh, why are they loving if what they're doing is separating these poor, unfortunate infants from the mother who gave birth to them? You call that love? Those children were born of that mother and they were born with a desire to nurse at her breasts and be raised by her. And this was thwarted by these homosexual narcissists. And this is getting now to the common denominator here of what we're talking about. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, now the ideal citizen. I did a lecture about 30 years ago called Why the Homosexual is the Ideal Citizen. 
And you can go through a lot of things about, you know, well, they don't pollute uh, by having children. They just pollute by blowing up, tra having trains blow up and setting it on fire. Uh, they don't, uh, they are the ideal consumer. They have lots of money and so on and so forth. But the real common denominator, the real reason that you're selecting out why, why this guy got the job. Let's face it. Why did this guy get the job? Because he's a homosexual. Got it because homosexuals are narcissists. This is a culture of narcissism. Christopher Lash did a book on this in the 70s. I think it was 1979 where basically we're selecting out for narcissists, which means basically that reality is a function of my mind. Reality is whatever I make it out to be. Because every time I look out at the world, all I see is myself. It's me. This is all about me. This is all about Pete. It's all about him padding his resume. It's all about him living out this fantasy world that he's just like everybody else when he's chosen a path to separate himself from normal people. This is why, this is why he's in this job. And this is uh, not a qualification to do anything. It's a qualification to go to the confessional or a therapist or something like that. That's all you're qualified to do when this is the demon that runs your life, when you identify with your sexual, with sexual perversion. Now, this has contact consequences in South Bend. I've become sort of famous on the internet for that little thing where I said to Pete, uh, you think the anus is a sex organ? Well, he does because he's a homosexual. Well, it's not. And you can say all you want, and you can have the Supreme Court back you up. And it's like saying, yeah, dogs have five legs. It's not, that's not what it is. That is not the reality of the situation. And at a certain point, you're going to get angry and you're going to impose that on everyone. And if you don't like it, you're a bad person and we're going to deplatform you for disagreeing with us. Well, it had practical consequences in South Bend. I mean, small scale, because it's obviously smaller scale than the national operation. But it uh, uh, used to be that uh, you had trash cans in your alley in the South Bend. We have an alley, a service alley, if you want to call it that. One of the reasons why uh, New York is so ugly is because they don't have alleys in, New York, in Manhattan. And so as a result, you have to put your trash out in front of your house and the trash gets knocked over and the place is always a mess. That's why it always looks like Mogadishu in, in New York, okay? We had an alley. They solved that problem. You put the trash can back there. Trash truck would pull up. There were two, two black guys on the back. One of them would grab the trash can, throw it in. I don't know. The other guy would grab the other trash can. It'd take them about five seconds. They put the trash can back and they were down the road, okay? That meant that there were three people there who were earning Decent wages, I'm going to say city wages are decent wages, okay? Let me put it this way, a wage that would allow a black man to support a family, which is the Catholic criterion for a just wage, the family wage. That was all abolished. Well, no wonder the blacks don't like Pete Buttigieg. She kicked them all out of work. They're all out of work now because now you have a trash collector that has to go down the main street because you have to put your trash out front 
which means it gets thrown on the ground a lot of times. Now you got to pick it up, or now you got to wheel your trash up the, the slope, snow-covered slope in the winter, and so on and so forth. So now you're working for the city before you didn't work for the city. Before the people that work for the city got paid. I'm talking about the trash collectors. Now we're all trash collectors, and we do it for free. This is all a result of this narcissism that is the main character flaw of the former mayor of South Bend. How can he understand that the purpose for a service alley in terms of collecting trash if he thinks the anus is a sex organ? Can't understand it. How are you supposed to understand anything if you don't understand the purpose of the various organs of the human body? If you can't figure that out, how are you going to solve the supply chain crisis? Well, uh, guess what? He didn't solve it. And guess what? He's not going to solve anything because he doesn't have the answer. Because whenever Pete Buttigieg looks out, he sees Pete Buttigieg. That's the essence of narcissism. Now, if you want more detail, and this is something that I've covered before. This is a back issue of Culture Wars magazine. 2002, I was talking about this, about narcissism, specifically about homosexuality as a manifestation of narcissism. You can go on the culturewars.com, the website, get a copy of that. There's the first thing I talked to you about, the Sanchez thing, is another issue of Culture Wars magazine. It's called Strangers on a Train. That also came out. We've been covering this for years. If you want the details, uh, go back to the back issues. If you want to be part of this ongoing conversation, subscribe to Culture Wars magazine so you can be there when it happens the first. So we're, we're again, we're back to this situation where we always have problems because of the failure to reinvest in all of this infrastructure is falling apart, which means you're going to have 1,700 train derailments every year. And now with this growing crisis, you have, you're hiring a guy whose main qualification is a being a homosexual. Well, this is not going to work out. You need people who are more uh, versed in the problems here, not less, not people who look out and every day they look out and say, what can the world do for Pete Buttigieg? What can the world do to promote me to the next step of my career? South Bend, Indiana was a stepping stone for this guy. He didn't care about South Bend. Now he's got the Secretary of Transportation. That's a, sec that's a stepping stone. He wants to be president. This is his narcissistic fantasy. Now, are we going to uh, honor this? I don't think so. He is one of the most hated people in America right now. All you have to do is check out the news. There's all this ridicule of this guy and so on and so forth. The question is, are we going to learn the message? Are we going to learn the lesson here? That... If you want to solve a problem, don't hire someone whose main qualification is being a homosexual. If you want to solve technical problems in terms in transportation, don't hire someone who thinks that the anus is a sex organ, who doesn't even understand something that basic. Don't do it. Because all you're doing is asking for more and more disaster. Uh, and we have enough disaster looming over the horizon right now. Anyway, thank you. That's my rant. Yeah, baby, won't you put me in your 401k4? Domestic partners.
Jews can't be denied their rights no more. So he tells the mayor, tells us, well, the, the new trash trucks won't fit down the alley. Well, wait a minute, why'd you buy them then if they're not going to fit down the alley? Because you don't understand the design of your own neighborhood. Is this surprising that you don't know the, the purpose of the alley? No, because you think that the anus is a sex organ, don't you, Pete? Well, well that's going to be, that will impact your ability to, to deal with trash collection, won't it? Because you don't understand what design is, do you? No, you don't. Ten a night seems about right. I foresee domestic benefits galore if they all put me in their 401k4. Yeah, baby, won't you put me in your 401k4? Domestic partners can't be denied their rights no more. We had sex on the men's room floor at the rest stop on Route 294. So you can put me in your 401k4.